0: We're talking Yamamoto, Matsui, and more on a Friday episode. Let's go. You are
1: Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's Friday episode is presented by Jace Medical. Power yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Sam is out, and we'll be back next week. Ty Lewin is here co-hosting with me today as we finish off another work week. I have traded messages with Ty and have had conversations since last winter. I believe actually, after reaching out to him first, and Ty uh, is a, is a big Cubs fan, has been podcasting on his own as well, and it's
1: excited uh, to to join us here out of the bullpen. Ty, welcome to the show. Matt, thank you, man. I mean, this is really cool opportunity. Like you said, we've been trading messages for a long time. Uh, we've all I've also been. Uh, and every day, or for the entire yeah. year uh, going through the ebbs and flows of the season and ebbs and flows. Uh, you can uh, make your description of that uh, depending on how Sam and Matt were feeling that day. But, you know, this has been just such a fantastic show to listen to on a daily basis. And uh, for everyone uh, that's listening could probably agree that if you're either going to school, work or wherever you're going, it's really nice to throw you guys on. So to be on this show, Let's just say I'm getting the varsity call up and I didn't think I was getting that call. So this is pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Well, we're going to lead off with two possible targets from Japan for the Cubs as they seek to boost their pitching this offseason. The Athletic reported earlier this week, the Cubs are one of five teams. So we're going to, quote, make a serious run, close quote, at Yamamoto, the report added, Yamamoto wants to play in a large market and contrary to some belief out there, although it's been dispelled in the last few years, is open to playing with another Japanese player. That was a misnomer dating back to the Ichiro days uh, as, as several players from Japan have really had an impact in the major leagues. Ty's going to get into some 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 of Yamamoto's pitching specifically, some career stats. Let me just tell you a couple things first. Eight years in the NPB, despite being only 25 years old, and this past season it was like a video game. 1.16 ERA and 176 strikeouts in 171 innings this past season. Ty, I got one theme for the episode. It's adding impact talent and Yamamoto was that, and the Cubs have to be in on him.
1: I couldn't agree more. And you think about this year, people, I heard a lot of people have their take that it reminded them of 2015. I, I, disagreed in in a way because it felt like they didn't have uh, enough and that was sort of you know the you know expectations at the beginning of the year were sort of back and forth as to where they can go and as we saw with the season uh, it came down to depth and they just didn't have enough and I give a lot of credit to guys that really you know came out of their shell and you know executed at such a high level towards the end of the year but a lot of these guys weren't ready for it. And if this team truly wants to make a mark moving forward, like Dansby Swanson is in Jed Hoyer's ear every single day, probably trying to get more depth. Uh, I think that needs to be the key word of this entire episode is that the Cubs need it for next year. And like you guys said on the episode uh, you know, this week that you saw it with the Rangers and D-backs right now, we mm-hmm. talk about regular season versus playoff teams and, you know We're going to need that moving forward, and this is this is one guy that I think could really, really uh, take us in the right direction.
0: So let's have you share some of what you found in, in your prep on Yamamoto because I feel like he would be slotted right after steel the rotation, and has that possibility of having the qualities, the characteristics of a number one. And, and can't impact immediately like, like Senga did in Queens this past year. What have you found on Yamamoto?
1: Well, you said it earlier with his stats, right? He has he had a, a video game-like year, and he's had a video game-like career hmm, with the MPB. Okay. I mean, it, a 68-29 record with a 1.84 ERA, 910 Ks to 204 walks over a career of 883 innings. Um, that's a guy that has uh, shown to stay healthy, which is something that you guys talked about the other day with Nola. This is a guy that not only has uh, been one of the only two of, uh, two other pitchers with at least 880 innings in the history of the MPB, maintaining a career ERA below two, one of them being you, Darvish. Okay. and the craziest of them all he has thrown two no hitters in two consecutive seasons and it was the last one was in front of a lot of gms and mm-hmm. when we're talking about with what is going to be needed for yamamoto there were a lot of gms like i said that were in, in that cheering section watching that game it's going to take a big dollar but the cubs we've heard it before if they're willing they if if you know if the ricketts are saying that we are willing to pay and Jed's willing to make those moves. This is a guy we got to pick up. He comes in with a pitching arsenal, of a four seam fastball with a forkball and curveball. Those are his top three pitches. Okay. Um, pretty ridiculous stats across the board with his fastball. Hitters just uh, hitting one seventy six against it. And then his forkball, which of course you know in the in the in the day of baseball of sweepers and sliders and fastballs, uh, you don't hear this pitch too much. Uh, but hitters are hitting an av- a batting average of 172 against it with a 22.8% whiff rate. Mm-hmm. He's got an arsenal that's ready to go, and I saw a couple videos. He's got depth on his curveball as well. His forkball goes in you know, five different directions. He's a guy the Cubs need to get.
0: Yeah, and you look at most of what you have already internally is, is coming back in 2024, or you hope so. you got Steele, you have Hendricks. Uh, at least, at least for 24, if not, if not longer, Tyone is, is signed up. Wicks is coming back. I know you like him, Ty. Uh, we'll see about Strowman, um, but you have a lot of dudes now who have experience, and you already have enough for a rotation. But it's it's not enough, and so I think Yamamoto sitting at the top there uh, would be thrilling but you did already mention it. Are they going to pay? I think the number could start with the two. Now for someone that's thrown zero pitches in the major leagues, that is just by default, the risk.
1: It truly is. And, and I heard this on when I was doing some research today on him and they talk about pitchers coming over to the U S and, in Japan, notoriously, they go longer in their starts. I don't have the numbers to say what the exactly those numbers are, but what they've said is is that they are willing to let these guys go longer, and they're willing to, um, you know, be able to go out there and throw multiple innings, and. You think about the money that's gonna be needed, you know. He uh he's obviously gonna beat Tanaka's deal that he got back in uh 2014 yeah, yeah. of seven year at 155. I think that's almost a, a you know an easy answer there. A shoe-in, yeah. a shoe-in, yeah. And I and I also think too that if we're so concerned about health all the time, then why pick up any of these guys? Why pick up a guy like Nola? He's had he's had <laughs> he's had some miles on his arm. So if we continue to be so concerned about this rather than going out and getting the depth needed, the Rangers, like you guys said, had two guys on the bench that were their highest pay, uh, highest paid guys that didn't, they almost didn't even see uh, the mound this year. And both Scherzer and DeGrom. So why keep waiting? And I think the Cubs right. need to make a splash with this.
0: And last winter DeGrom was really the first big signing. If you remember that Saturday or Sunday prior to the winter meetings I wonder if we see a pitcher uh, lead the charge this this December again, perhaps even November. I, I have to imagine Yamamoto and, and Matsui, who we'll discuss in a minute, will probably be around that winter meetings time. and And I am excited uh, to to see what's ahead for that. Um, you know your your thoughts on, or let me ask it. Let me ask it this way. How much do you subscribe to the theory of, you know, pitching depth and rotational consistency in terms of the volume of pitchers? Or is it
1: more of the quality of guys you have? That's a great question. There's both, uh, both sides have an angle there, right? Cause you think about, I think about like the Rangers, for example, like Dane Dunning was a guy the entire year that I, I, I do fantasy baseball. So I just kind of saw that he was a guy that was kind of picked up here or there, but he okay. was a guy that over the course of the entire year did establish himself as a solid fourth, fifth depth guy. Right? So those scenarios, having those guys for the longstanding part of the year is outstanding. But if we're thinking, like we said earlier, we we're talking about regular season or playoffs. That's where it gets really difficult because your regular season, the depth has to be there for the entire year, as we saw with the Cubs. But then your quality has to be outstanding for the playoffs, and that's your you know seventh, eighth, ninth inning guy. But also too, going out there and having guys that can throw three or four quality innings, like we said. I I I I would love a, a perfect mixture of right. both. But if we want to get in the playoffs, you you know, or to, to get into the playoffs, we have to get in. Right. So I think I'd rather have where guys are able to give quality starts over the course of the year and being able to put miles on their arm versus we're just throwing out five of the best guys. Because we saw it. if one of those guys gets hurt, you're not going to have any shot. So.
0: And Yuki Matsui should be a target for the Cubs as well. He would help out of the bullpen. And sure enough, six seventy, the scores. Bruce Levine, last weekend, said just as much. Matsui is a left-handed relief pitcher. Ten years, a decade in the NPB, but still only twenty-eight. He is five foot eight, and uh, that has had some perhaps unfair durability question marks about him. Uh curious to get your thoughts on that. And then questions if his stuff will play. So you could tell us about that as well. Matsui last year, 72 strikeouts, 157 ERA and 57 innings. Ty, I think he's a great bullpen option. And, and if not, uh, the closer, where I think Alzai should be, then he could be a seventh or eighth inning dude.
1: Absolutely. And you know, my, the ideal scenario would be bo- get both these guys because then you can throw Wicks in the pen and then Wicks oh. can be that backup arm in case, yeah. you know, let's say uh, Matsui has any injuries or anything to worry about. Um, one of the weirdest concerns that I've seen, and I, I wrote this down, so I did not know this, that in Japan they actually use a smaller baseball. They use a smaller baseball Um, And it's also a harder baseball. I know this is just a kind of a side note here. Harder
0: baseball, I knew.
1: Smaller? Smaller, yeah. and So I was looking through this stuff, and it popped up on kind of multiple articles where it said, you know, when he came and pitched in the WBC, which was limited appearances, but they did say he did struggle with that fastball slider command moving to that new baseball. Now, how much you want to buy into that? Yeah you know, is, is your, is your decision. But um, I, I, I personally think Sam, Sam said it best uh, the other night. He said, if we're not, if the depth word that we talk about, can you just roll out guys at, you know, you know, after each individual inning where you're confident, right? So if I'm going out there with Matsui and Wicks as my lefties out of the pen and I'm able to leave Alzali." we're, we're looking, we're, we're in a much, much better position. And, and we'll pen arms, you know, are, unfortunately with these young guys they are so volatile and in, in yep. where they go. So um, I, I see Matsui as a more ideal option than Yamamoto, just because of just the, you know, if I'm thinking, you know, the Cubs and everything and spend cost, um, we'll see, we'll see right. if they're willing to outbid the Mets and other teams, but, Matsui is something that I some is a player that has proven himself. Two hundred and thirty six saves over his career in the MPB, and he's shown to have miles on his arm. And I think we can put the small baseball to the side when we put him out there, and in, in, you know, hopefully in October, going out there against Harper and Schwarber and some of these teams where we got to get outs against these lefties because that's what that unfortunately is what killed us towards the end.
0: Jed Hoyer and his front office are going to pursue these targets this winter but they're gonna have some less familiar faces in that room on the heels of Craig Breslow to the Red Sox we share with you another name that might be headed east stay tuned today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. We're back here on Locked On Cubs. Ty Lewin in for Sam. Cubs vice president of scouting, Dan Cantrovitz, has spoken to the Mets about a front office role. It would be a promotion of his current one as the head of scouting on the north side. This is on the heels of Craig Breslow moving to the Red Sox to run the Red Sox as president of baseball operations. And Ty, this is further proof that uh, not only the Cubs front office is viewed highly around baseball, but that they are uh deserving of a promotion from their current role.
1: Truly is. Unfortunately, it seems too fast, if I'm not I'm not gonna be honest. It felt it almost felt like, wow, we're already having these guys gone, which is you know a credit to them and 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 the work that they put in. And uh, you know, when it comes to three to five years down the road, we'll really, really see the benefits that that came from their work. And I I, you know, as a as a fan who loved 2016 and then you know 2017 and until basically up to 2023 we really didn't have what we have now Mm -hmm. and so it's it's tough to see these guys go but yeah uh, those organizations are gonna be very happy with those decisions
0: yeah I understand the Breslow one just because he's becoming the Jed Hoyer of the Red Sox and has history there this Kantrovitz one I think it's uh I mean, the Breslow is a major loss, but but this one is a surprise. Just because, while he was on that tar- the top perch on the north side, you know what would his role with the Mets be? I understand it would be a promotion, um, but you felt like Hoyer and Hawkins could uh, you know soften the blow that if you know they were taking out a little bit of water due to promotions to other clubs, uh, they could do that. And, and Breslow went on his way, but now the next person goes that's right by their side, you know, that does come at a surprise. And it, it is despite um, sustained success, you know, they're exiting the rebuild, they're entering a period of contention. Uh, you would have thought that these people in the team picture of rebuilding the team would be around to see the fruits of the labor. But as other teams come calling, uh, I suppose that's that's not the case. So uh, we'll see where that shakes out. And then a couple coaching notes, still no updates on who the Cubs are going to hire to replace Craig Driver and uh, Chris Young. But Andy Green, as we first reported here on Locked On Cubs, has interviewed with the Angels, Ty. And then Ken Rosenthal reported on Thursday. Uh, He has also interviewed with the Guardians. And then Northside Baseball indicated Wednesday. Uh, Mike Napoli might get an interview with the Angels as well. So, might have a further exodus from the dugout.
1: It's getting difficult because, you know, now we've seen. So, it's so funny. I was just thinking about Cohen and he does this whole, you know, there's this whole movement for about a year of all this money that is spent, right? A ton a ton a a ridiculous amount uh, a man that I don't know if he knows the value of a dollar but right the Mets go out they get David Stearns now they're looking at Craig Council then they get our guy and it's just he's completely flipped his mindset as to where baseball is going isn't that pretty odd how he's literally gone from I'm not gonna buy my talent I'm gonna develop from within they went from you know a bottom of the line just a one-year span one-year span it's 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 really, really interesting how the Mets have completely flipped everything. And, you know, credit again, like we said, credit to the Cubs for what they've done as an organization. But, um, you know, as we talked about paying our guys, maybe I wish we paid these guys a little bit more to to keep them in check. And now we uh, now we see what's going on with the coaching staff as well. And Napoli is somebody that is really, really hard to go. And I thought he was going to get the bench coach role.
0: Right. If, if Andy green leaves,
1: if Andy green leaves. So right,
0: I, I think so too.
1: So to hear him now go looking at the angels, it's, and it's, it's hard, but I mean, whoever right. hired these guys in in, 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 who hired these coaches within the clubhouse are, I'm hoping that are the same individuals that are hiring the next group of guys because they have been incredibly beneficial and to say David Ross is lucky with having these guys in the clubhouse is an understatement because now it's going to look very interesting because if we get a better squad, but now all of a sudden we're lessing our, you know, now our, our, our coaching is declined. Then we're not on the right track.
0: Well, and that Andy green has managed before he managed the Padres for a few years, but now the, the Napoli thing around baseball is confirmed. I mean, if he's getting a managerial interview, that means he's viewed pretty high, not just by the team that that cashes his checks, but the team that writes his checks. Excuse me, but but other teams around the league, you know, to go from first base coach to manager, um, you know, it's not that it's uh, unheard of, but um, you, you know, it, does, what, it you, does confirm what we 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 have thought that he he's legit. You heard it from Mastro.
1: Right. And you and you can hear oh, yeah, his voice right. when he talked about Napoli and what he meant and how he completely That's right. um, altered his you know base running mindset and his technique and, and all those things. And so when these guys unfortunately go, it, it really is gonna make an impact because that guy was truly loved in that clubhouse by all those players. And you know, from you and I grew up playing ball, we we yep. when you have a coach that truly impacts you, um, doesn't, you know, and and, and makes his Comments and feedback in a in a positive manner and helping those players grow, even at the major league level, these guys really, truly appreciate that. And so that's going to be an incredible loss to that clubhouse. If it all does right. happen.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So let's keep an eye on that and, and see uh, how the news turns, if if it does at all. Coming up next, let's learn a little bit more about Ty as he comes out of the bullpen for this Friday episode. How about a favorite position player and favorite pitcher in his time as a fan of the Cubs? Stay tuned. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound? This year, Ibotta is here and gives you cash back and helps make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete. Who wants turkey without the gravy? Turkey is great, but we all know the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is the sides. With Ibotta, you can make sure you get the whole family's favorite side dishes and all the turkey all while getting yourself cash back. Starting November 1st, that's this Wednesday, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers to the, in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipts. Download the Ibotta app now and use code MLB to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and use code MLB. All right, Ty, what do you think? Favorite position player, favorite pitcher? Uh, Do you have a favorite team that comes to mind? I'll, I'll take anything at this point.
1: Yeah, no. So I grew up grew up in the northwest suburbs of of Chicago. Shout out to
0: Dundee Crown.
1: Shout out to Dundee Crown. Um, go Chargers! And you know, looking back, growing up, you had those teams in you know the late two thousands, Aramis and Derek and all those guys that everybody knows. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I think about guys that stayed with it, right, and, and and went through it all, and I know this is a boring answer, but I think everyone could probably agree that Rizzo was Mm. the guy that in my personal opinion is going to, it's going to relate to my uh, favorite pitcher as well, but it was a guy that he had the ability. And I think about it from this fan standpoint to be this lovable guy, you know, one of the, one of the nicest people on the field. But then we saw in instances with Chapman and other guys where he could lose it and he had a switch on him that could lose it. And I always thought about that as, as a leader in the clubhouse, as a leader on the field, because there's a guy that truly cared about winning, but he was going to have fun with it as well. But do, don't mess with our ball club. And that leads me into my choice as my favorite pitcher, which is probably going to be uh, probably a shaky one here. But I actually love John Lackey as a cup. Okay. I really, really did. You know, I, I know it, that's shaky. He's he's and, and I, I relate it to an enforcer in the NHL. Right. Yeah, you see yeah. those teams and I, I love watching hockey and I, I see he wasn't
0: with them out. long, but he clearly had an impact,
1: major impact. And it was a guy I didn't mess with. And I think about those times that, you know, you get after the umpires or he get after, you know, yeah. obviously right. go inside on headers and not really care about going inside at all. And, and, you know, adding that element to that team that, you know, it just made for a perfect storm. And then, you know, let alone then you have some of the best players in the world and Chris Bryant and these other guys that I have personal opinions about, but we can get talk about that in another episode. But sure. these guys were truly people that I, I felt impacted by as I watched them play. Um, but man, that, that those are that is a really, really tough question, obviously, because I think about even some of those teams, like we said earlier, that I watched on WGN in, in the late two thousands, early two thousands, where you know, you saw these guys walking out there and, and grinding through every single day and, and and just seeing how hard they worked and everything. So it's it's uh it's a tough, it's a tough uh, question to answer, but I just loved loved watching Lackey on the bump and Rizzo over at first. I, I almost wish that they signed him back for one more year, but you know, we'll see.
0: All right. Ty, thank you so much for being here every day dayers. Give Ty some love in the feedback zone, the comments on YouTube, and you could throw him some love his way on Twitter if you so choose as well. His handle is right there at Tyler Lewin. And every dayers, I also have a link below the description of this episode. I'll put the link directions in all caps to make sure it is clear. But I would appreciate you taking twenty. Seconds and filling out a Google Form survey with two questions uh, for Sam and I's inventory purposes here as we continue to grow the show. Uh, One question applies to everybody, and the second question applies to Chicagoland listeners and viewers. So, again, that link is below the description of this episode audio and video. Ty, it was fun. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.
1: Thanks, man. Matt, thanks so much for the opportunity, and uh, hopefully we can do this again.
0: Thank you so much for checking out this edition of Locked On Cubs. You give us 20 to 30 minutes, and we'll give you all things Cubs with a laugh or two along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube as we make the push to 7,000 subs and smash the like button for the algorithm. Shout out to the audio peeps on Apple, Spotify, Sirius XM, and more. He's Ty Lewin. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked Up.